The Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the twelve his last words before sending them to do what he himself had done. Whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet, uh, because they are a prophet, will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a just person, a person who does justice, who seeks justice, receives them in the name of a just person. They will receive the reward of the just. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to these little ones in the name of a disciple, because they're a disciple, really, I'm telling you, none of these will lose their reward. The Gospel of the Lord. I'm reading this, thinking about how my, the fourth anniversary of me becoming your pastor is right around the corner, July 3rd, 2016. And part of what I hear Jesus saying is, is about honoring the contributions of the ones who receive you, that that's what God does. God will make sure they do not lose their reward. And there, the reward of the ones who receive is the same as the reward of the ones who are sent. And so I'm reminded in Jesus' words of my deep gratitude for you and your hospitality, your prayers, the trust that you've invested in me. I see that in the way, uh, in so many ways, including the way you celebrated my birthday recently and and the signs uh, that you're actually hearing, listening uh, to what I say and not just tuning me out. I mean, uh, that's no small thing, as Jesus says. I mean, I remember um, during the interview process, uh, Ardina Zerbes was on the uh, call committee and she heard the final question of the call committee to me in that first interview was, what will you offer St. Paul? Um, I don't remember the exact wording, but basically to, uh, to help it uh, thrive and grow and, and et cetera. And uh, I said, myself, um, I, I will offer myself. And I, I, I strive to live up to that. Um, and, and the truth is you have received me um, as I offer me and uh, it's just such a a gift to be together in this ministry Uh, you know that's part of what Jesus is saying here is that there is there's not one one is not above the other the ones who are sent are not above those who receive in fact we're all in it together in uh, this mission of God you know, I know a lot of you are missing baseball right now, and so here's a baseball image for you. What Jesus is talking about is like a pitch and a catch. Um, uh, and, and who are we in this? I mean, we're not the pitcher. It's Jesus. Who is the pitcher? God is the pitcher. Um, we're, uh, at best, we're the catcher doing the receiving, um, but a, a lot of the times, uh, we're the ball, you know? If we're the baseball, 
that there is a kind of an ultimate surrendering of control to to accept that place, uh, our part to play in God's mission in the world. Um, it's God who decides um, to whom we are thrown, <laughs> to whom we are sent, um, what kind of pitch uh, we are. Um, you know, I'm reminded of Parker Palmer, who says, uh, before we can decide what we want to do with our life, we have to listen to our life telling us who we are. There's the sur surrendering is built into what it means to be human. It's just built in to what it means to be a disciple. And even if we see ourselves more like the catcher, there's a lot of, those catchers are some of the most nimble and flexible people out on the baseball field. <clears throat> you know, they can suggest a pitch, but the pitcher waves them off. <clears throat> you know, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, he was sending them out as a, just like himself, as an itinerant preacher, uh, uh, meaning uh, they would have to depend on other people to give them food and water and a place to sleep. Just as well as they were depending on other people to give them a hearing, to listen to what they had to say, to, to allow them to come close enough in their lives to be able to do the, the healing uh, and the, the raising the dead and all of the other things that Jesus invited them to do. Um, they, they had to trust the people they were sent to, to trust them and to trust their message to invest in the work that they were doing. And even though we're a lot more rooted than that, um, even I um, am more rooted than that. Um, I have a house uh, that I come home to every day, um, or at least, you know, this, well, this is a weird time to be talking about hospitality and being sent and, and received. Uh, but the point is, even as rooted as we are, even though we all, come home to our homes, um, come home to the places where we live, uh, that we provide, um, in a lot of cases, our own food and clothing for ourselves. There is an invitation for us to take the risk to seek a welcome, to not be welcoming others onto our own turf, on our own terms, but to risk taking a step into somebody else's turf um, on their terms, um, I mean, quite literally, out of our comfort zones and into somebody else's comfort zone. I mean, as we talk about even catchers needing to be nimble and flexible and surrender uh, what they want, I mean, this time of coronavirus has deeply invited us into that, um, to receive what God um, gives us, even though it's way beyond what we expected. And I know that I'm um, feeling anew this calling to, to listen to black and brown and indigenous people and their stories. And I'm so aware of how many times Jesus says, whoever in this passage, whoever welcomes you, whoever welcomes me, whoever welcomes a prophet, whoever welcomes a righteous person, a just person, whoever gives a cup of cold water five times, whoever I mean, that whoever from Jesus pushes back on all of the ways 
we want to divide up the world and all of the ways the world divides us into black and white and rich and poor and Christian and Muslim and whoever, Jesus says. He's not willing to put any conditions on that, any labels. Whoever. And I myself will ensure they do not lose their reward. I mean, I think there's an invitation in this coronavirus time to notice who is serving us, who is receiving us. I mean, we've learned this new category, essential workers, right? People in the grocery store, custodial staffs, um, people who work in the meatpacking industry, people in warehouses, people in the service and hospitality industries. I've become so much more grateful to uh, my mail carrier, the person who delivers uh, packages and letters and stuff to my house. And I've heard their insistence that we are essential, not expendable. And so as Jesus ensures the reward of those who do the receiving and who do the serving, there's, there's a question for us about um, how we value them and their lives. Isn't a sparrow sold for two pennies, Jesus says, right before this? And not to affirm that that's the way it should be, but to focus our attention on how there are people out there, there are systems and structures and forces in our world that don't care about life, that don't care about sparrows, that only care about people and sparrows and all of creation for the, the money they can extract out of it. Um, how they, what, what can you do for me is the only value that many grant that our world grant, that our systems grant. Are not those sparrows so much more valuable to God? God's got his eye on the sparrow, knows everyone that falls to the ground. And how much more are you valuable? Where lives are precious, we pay attention to people's wages and their benefits and their workplace conditions. And before all that, to their stories, to who they are as human beings. I mean, even in this passage, maybe we can recognize the ones who are sent and the ones who do the receiving and serving. There, there has to be an openness on both sides, an appreciation on both sides, a willingness to uh, make room in my life for you and a willingness for you to make room in your life for me, not as, as how I want you to be, but as you really are. I try to live up to that. I hope you hold me to that standard as I invite you to live up to that too and to live up to that standard. And so as you notice in the broad categories of our society, who is serving us, who is receiving us. Notice that in your day-to-day -day life, too. Um, 
Who has simply made room in their lives for you? In this one moment for you? And find safe ways in this coronavirus time. But can we build a relationship with them? Can we give more of ourselves to them to listen to who they are? It's such a risky thing to, to do that, to call some up, someone up on the phone and say, I'd like to get to know you better. We could be rejected. <laughs> but think of yourself as the baseball, you know? And Jesus is the pitcher. And who is Jesus throwing you to? And can we, in prayer, um, and in our daily lives, open ourselves to the loss of control that that means to go to the ones whom Jesus has sent us to, seeing them as equals in this mission of God in the world, to make sure that everyone's life is precious, not just in word, but in deed and not just here, but everywhere. Really, I'm telling you, Jesus says, none of these will lose your, their reward. Amen. Thanks be to God.